What's going on everybody, it's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's big brother, and we back with the Saturday Night Sit Down. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and we back with a Saturday night sit down. And tonight, I got a good friend of mine, Brad Goodpass. What's going on, my man? Not, not much, not much. Excited to be here. Well, I can't tell you, man. I'm so glad to have you on here, man. It, it, it's crazy, man, how, uh, how how life works. And, uh, you know, I. I guess I, I took for granted maybe the, some of these seminars and, the, and these these events that people go to, right? Um, I don't really go out to these things, but I think like after like just just going and, and hanging out so much when I was like in my my teens and twenties that I just like don't go out as much. But um, you know, we met a couple weeks ago at uh, at um, at Brandon's A to B conference right here in Stanford, um, which was a great event. You know, I was going over there with the sole purpose to uh, connect with people. Right, I wanted to find some people to interview for my show to get them on there. Um, I really started just just to build a network, right? So I wasn't really wasn't sure what to expect. Um. And to be honest, right, like I went there and then I seen a couple of the speakers and I was looking around, I was like, all right, here's a few people that I want to sit down and then talk to and get to know. Um, and it's time my little checklist and stuff. And we go through that. And I met you at the at the event. too. So we talked for, you know, maybe two, three minutes there. Right. Maybe at maybe at the at the, at the library, um, just on and off like in, in passing. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, then we go over out to dinner and stuff. Uh, and, um, you know, everybody's sitting there rubbing, rubbing elbows and chit-chatting and stuff. And right when dinner was being served, I seen you there sitting there by yourself. And I was by myself, too. Like, I don't know if I just end up like that, just being loner. But I was like, you know what, man? Let me have you over, set you on the table. And um, it was it, we had an incredible, incredible conversation, man. I got to say. I got to say. Yeah, that was that was one of the greatest conversations I've had in so long and I I told so many people about that after the conference and coming back home to Oregon and uh, it it was it was it was great it was just it was it was so great um, and just like you said like me sitting there by myself and then you coming up to me like that it, that happened for a reason <laughs> yeah man yeah I strongly believe that you know I I'm I'm just that type of person I was there I didn't want to be alone and I seen you by yourself and I was like oh, my man I mean. Yeah, you know, I know exactly how you felt, right? So I was like, "Why not just invite you over and sit down and and, and see where it goes?" And like you said, man, um, I think it was just maybe just the the I don't know if it was the ambiance, the environment, or whatever. But it was just a very very genuine conversation. I came home and like I saw my wife too. Like she's been eager about this conversation because I've been talking about you and just telling her, like, man, like it was just one of those things that you just don't really really know what you're gonna expect with people, and, and they open up, man. And you really, really opened up to me um, during that conversation. We talked about a lot of very uh, sensitive things and, and stuff that um, you know wasn't really expected. It just really just flowed, man, just from one thing to the next, and it just felt like I knew you for such a long time. Um, and so once once I had that, you know, above everybody else that I met at that conference, I was like, man, like I need to have this dude on my show, man. I need to talk to him again and, and sit down and just keep this conversation going because it was just so genuine and so pure, man. So thank you for giving me that, you know, for that. Of course, that that was it. it was it was amazing. Like, uh, I, I I've been telling my girlfriend about how excited I am to be on here, and we've been trying to stay in contact uh through the past couple weeks uh and texting and all that but when you when you really get face to face with someone it, it's a lot it's a lot different and uh I, i'm i'm glad that we can carry that conversation out uh from from that uh from that night yeah definitely man i think it's gonna be a lot, a lot more to come man like, like we said that night after we left man definitely somebody that i want to continue you know keep in contact with and and, and go on because of how that went so and part of that conversation we talked about right i told you about my show and everybody there and you got a chance to listen and hear what i'm about so and as i always break it down at the beginning of every episode it's really just to uh, again like i said people as we're coming up a lot of us men we struggle trying to find our way and looking for positive role models and needing that and just really um wanting to uh, um uh you know amplify the importance of of positive uh, male role models in, in, in kids' lives and in everybody's lives when we have them, right, you know? Um, and there's a lot of things that I've seen about you that you had going on that conversation that really let me know, you know, this this 
He's a young kid, man, but he's got a really good head on his shoulders. You know, he's, he has a, he has a plan. He's he's ambitious. He's going out there. He he's trying to do his thing. Um, and and and, it, and it's rare to see really somebody your age with you know with that kind of mentality. A lot of people just want to go out and party and have fun and you know really live up their twenties and, and stuff like that. But you really are taking a grasp of your own life and trying to move forward. So that's why I wanted to have you talk, uh, sit down and talk to you because, you know, you're a good example for other people coming up, right? You know, what it means to be a hard worker and what you can do if you, you really put your head forward and have a vision and a plan. So for you, um, uh, as I asked everybody coming up here, right, what do you think are some of the most important qualities or characteristics that make up a good person or a good man? Uh, honestly, the best qualities I find is uh, to be truthful um and being honest with yourself i i guess i could kind of go with that being truthful with yourself as well um and just realizing also that um like y- you're you got to actually put the work in so you got to be a hard worker um or at least have ambition ambition i think is really huge in um and and that kind of goes with that. Sorry, I'm a little, no, a little that's nervous. No, good, man. It's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. Also, I, I got to set this up better so this thing doesn't keep falling. All right, there we go. Nice. Now I don't have to hold it anymore. Um, but yeah, good. The, I think those are the two biggest ones for me is truth, being truthful and ambitious. And that can go into a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Now, when you say that true, like truthful, um, I like the second part that you had to write, truthful with yourself and being honest with yourself. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong. I think everybody really needs to take a moment and ask themselves those questions and figure out who they are, right? You need to be honest with yourself and what you like and what you don't like and really finding yourself. Um, I think that that had a lot to do with me. Um, as I said in past episodes, you know, coming up and growing up, I, I always tried to fit in, right? You know, so I tried to go with the flow and see what's in. I was proud of myself and being a chameleon and being able to adapt to different groups of people. Uh, the problem with that, though, is that I never really understood what I enjoyed, right? Like what I, what I, you know, it's so funny, like perfect example, because I've seen this. It was a, it was a reel that, that happened the other day, but it actually happened in real life. I was chilling with a bunch of my friends, right? Um. Uh, and we'd go to their house every week and just chill and stuff. And we um, and they were um, a white girl, uh, Emily, and a Spanish. She was Mexican and Puerto Rican. And another girl, listen, we'd all hang out. And um, they were really into like punk rock music and stuff like that, and different kind of music and stuff. And me too, I'm very versatile and stuff. But again, me primarily where I grew up in my neighborhood is, you know, it was a lot of black, it was a lot of hip hop. And, you know, what I mean, it's, that was the genre. You know, so um, the really song that I like is uh, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. I can't even think of their, their name now um, or the group now. Um, God. Um, that's going to hit me now because I did a song, Victorious and stuff. But uh, it was that song, you know, Oh, but imagine when I walk in a church corridor oh, and I can't. And that's, yeah. That's my yeah. jam, right? Like that's my jam. I love that song, right? And and then I would listen to it with them, right? So I remember one time we were all just hanging out there, like oh, as we as usually do, and we were watching the video, right? And that video was playing, and I was just it was just me and them in the living room just watching it. And then um one of my boys walked in, and I'm like, oh snap, where's Fifty Cent? I start changing it, you know what I mean? Like you know you know just trying to like maintain my level of cool. Um, but we all knew I was jamming to it, but that's, that goes to it, right? You got to be honest with yourself, right? If you like it, why not? You know what I mean? Don't be ashamed of what you like or what you're into and really find yourself and be truthful with yourself. Like you said, that's the whole point of what I was getting at is just be real and honest and truthful with yourself. Um, because once you do that, then I feel like the rest of life is easy, you know? And it's a sense that you're not worried about what other people are doing or, you know, worried about people's approval or satisfaction and stuff and once you're at that level and you don't worry about that like that is peace you know what i mean because you're just holding yourself accountable and you're not really letting any of the outside distractions impact or influence you so it's very important to be honest with yourself and know yourself and who you are and really be truthful in all aspects because that's the only way that you'll 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 be able to be happy right because you're letting it all out there you're just being truthful and honest um, the other part that you said too was ambition, right? Being ambitious and stuff. Um, so for you, right? What what is that for you? What is your ambition? Like, what is driving you? What is your fuel? I'd say my fuel is just um, 
I've had so many bad examples in my life of, uh, uh, I've had so many bad examples of the like lives that I don't want to live. So going through life, uh, like my biological father, um, he, he liked to do a lot of drugs and, um, he didn't graduate, uh, always job to job. So for me, like I saw that and I was like, man, I, I wouldn't want to live a life like that. And then seeing, um, like my mother, she, she has only had a couple of jobs in her life and, um, she's always kind of relied on somebody to be in her life to take care of her. And mm. for me, seeing those things growing up, I'm like, I don't want to ever have to rely on somebody else or just get by. And so it really, it's fueled me like the last couple of years. Um, now that I'm, I'm an adult and I'm out on my own, I'm like, you know, I really don't want to struggle and like, it is a struggle now, but I don't want to have to struggle when I'm like 25 or when I'm 30 or, you know, and so on. So that's what really fuels me. And then also just wanting to take care of my family too in the future and like mm. ha- let them have nice things and uh, also do nice things for strangers as well. Uh, Cause uh, where I live too, there, there's a lot of homelessness. Um, so also kind of like seeing that I'm like, I, I definitely don't want to have to live like that ever, right. but also I want to give back to my community. So I have a lot of things that really fuel me. And I, I'd say, though, the, the examples that um, were set for me when I was a kid really, really pushed me uh, to to do what I'm doing right now and to be more ambitious. Nice. I respect that, man. And, and, and seeing those things is definitely changing, like you said, with your dad and, and, and the drugs and seeing that. I mean, it reminds me of the different effect is that I've always been – Opposite when it comes to alcohol, right? A lot of people in my family, they drink. You know, it's a very big part of our family and what they do. And I'm wrong with that, right? I don't knock that at all. Um, you know, it's just for me is that I, when I was that kid, the little kid growing up, and I seen the aftermath, right? Like that 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 downward spiral when it comes to the alcohol. When people start, you know, those truthful jabs that they throw and those semi-truths and then, you know, getting at it and, and it just always erupts in a fight. You know, every 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 party, man, that I could remember growing up as a kid, it's erupted in some sort of a fight. And a lot of it because everybody was just too drunk or, you know, were drinking too much and just things got way out of hand. So for me, that's what I always, like, linked when it came to drinking, right? So I'll, I'll drink on occasion here and there. Like, I'm not a big drinker or, you know, I'll have a drink on every other occasion. Um... You know, but it never really was like my fancy because I always thought about that, you know. Um, and then I did my time like when I was like when, when with my friends, you know, we were 16, 17. And yeah, we were going out to parties and, of course, you know, drinking and, and things like that. And I would nine times out of ten usually be Desi Dave. So I'd be the one, you know, driving a body home because, you know, I wasn't into that. And then when I got home, I would drink with them just to be with my friends again, like back to that, you know, just trying to fit in with the crowd and, you know, be with my peoples and celebrate and do that. So but. It was because of that, seeing that as a kid growing up and all those different fights and, and stuff so that when I see alcohol, that's pretty much what triggers me and it brings back. And it's kind of like, mm, I mean, I'm, I don't I don't I don't want to do that, you know. So, um, you know, I could definitely understand how, how that impacted you and, and, and giving you that ambition and help shaping you as you come up and grew up. Um, the other part I could think of saying that, too, is about being a good man and a good person, right, along with having good characteristics and those qualities is, is also having strong morals, right, and things that you, you hold near and dear and stay true day, uh, you know, day in and day out that you don't fold on. For you, what are some of your uh, morals or key morals that you make sure that you abide by or that are always playing in your mind at all times? Uh, the two biggest ones, and these are ones that um... – I, I tell people straight off the bat when I when I meet them and I know that they're they're gonna be in my life or when we get new employees these are two things I tell them uh, the two things I hate the most is uh, thieves and liars so for me I you know there's that occasional little white lie in there but for the most part I'm a very truthful person um, and usually when it is that white lie it's it's usually as a joke or, you know, something that's not, not uh, harmful. Um, and never stealing like in my life, like I've never stole from a store. 
I've never stole from anybody. I've always been, uh, those are like the two things I've, I've always stayed away from because for me, like I know what it's like to be stolen from Mm -hmm. and I know what it's like to be lied to. And those are two of the hardest things, um, uh, two of the hardest things to get from a person, I guess would be sort sorry I'm, I'm a little off no, here, I, but, I don't know what you mean no it's just like those betrayals right the lies they hurt they sting those are different things that really you know you, you can't take back and, and being stolen from because it's the same thing right somebody steals from me they lied to you right they played you you got you and nobody likes to be looked a fool um and it hurts right because then somebody's one up to you and now you look like a dummy so i totally understand where you're coming from on that and, and it's it's crazy that you mentioned that because as it flashed back two things that came to mind right one of them i remember one time um when I was a little kid, and man, this is like dating myself, man. Um, and you probably never heard of this store, but it was called Bradley's. It was like before Walmart, man. Like it was just one of those stores, right? <laughs> so um, I went there when I was a little kid with my mom, and I remember I walked out. I guess she didn't realize this, but I walked out with a toy, and I made it all the way to the house with it. And she realized that I had it, and um, she flipped out on me, and she took it. it was still, it was, I didn't even get it out of the pack, and she took it. She threw it in the garbage. Like we don't steal. Like that doesn't belong to you, and she threw it out. Um, you know, so that was one of my things about that was stealing. So I don't do that. Um, you know, and, and another one was one of my, my closest friends, I think like the biggest bonds was because of that, right? Um, like stealing from you. Right? Um, so the one of my best friends, uh, Jay, uh, he just moved to the block and we were just chilling. And I was, again, I said this a couple of times, but we were showing him around my room and, um, I had this, um, I had a drawer and in the drawer I had a bunch of, uh, golden dollars, right? The coins. And again, I was just showing to my boy, just, you know, just showing everything like that. I'm just a very open person, right? Sometimes I'm just too open, I guess. Um, and uh, so I was showing him around my room. The ice cream truck came, and I was like, all right, cool. So let's go out and get some ice cream trucks. So we ran outside, and um, we got there. I asked him if he wanted anything. Um, and he hesitated, and he's like, no, no, I'm good, whatever. I'm fine. I'm like, you sure? He's like, yeah, I'm good. I was like, all right, fine. Like, I guess you don't want anything. So we go back to the house. And as you go back into my room, he says to me, looks at me dead in my face, he goes, man, Fred, I can't even do this to you. I'm so sorry. And he pulled out uh, from his pocket one of the golden dollars that I had in my drawer. He was like, I took this and I was going to get some from the ice cream truck, man, but I, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do it, man. I'm so sorry. And that moment, I knew I could trust him with my life. I was like, I, I trust you with anything. You know what I mean? Like, that takes a lot, you know, like, and then because of that, right? You know what I mean? That could either make or break a relationship, um, and it started off that way. Yeah, he he stole from me, you know, in a sense. But like he he was like, you know what? Like I can't. Like he was man enough to say that he came clean. You know what I mean? And and that that's been my little brother ever since. Like I love that dude to death. Uh, and it goes to that. So I definitely understand what he said. Like you know, when somebody does that to you on the back end, like that feeling that you get is one of those ultimate types of betrayal. You know, so it's it's definitely very very painful. So definitely understand on those like you said. Uh, it's being truthful and stealing, having those being some strong morals for you. Um, now, I know you mentioned before, like with your dad, which um, I mean, we didn't we didn't talk about that night, and it's just a little interesting because it's part of my show. But um, as you said, your dad was into drugs and all those things. Like for you, um, what was your relationship with your dad like growing up? Um, so for me, like my dad was always in and out of my life. Um, my mom was 16 when she had me and he was 15 so there there were yeah they were still kids like little kids um and yeah my i think the longest period my dad was in my life was probably maybe a year if that um and actually after talking to you uh in connecticut um i don't know what really sparked it from that conversation but i decided to actually reach out to my dad because i've had his number for a while um and yeah so i just recently we're starting to call each other like every week um and that's it because i just i don't want um i just don't like that he's always been in and out and i don't think it's really fair for him to um i don't like i don't want him also to like think that he gets credit for being my father so Mm. it's hard for me because like my grandpa he's always been in my life um he's been more than uh he's been more of a father figure than my actual dad so for me like he's my dad right now he's got to earn the respect because growing up he he was always in and out um yeah just chasing ladies and chasing 
you know, the, the drugs and the parties and all that. So it, you know, he, he chose that over me. And so it, it was really rocky and, um, uh, it, yeah, just not, not, not too great of a father <laughs> figure. No, I definitely hear that, but it definitely left an impact on you, right? And and, and just out of curiosity, I mean, are your grandfather that you're very close to, is that your dad's dad or your mom's dad? Uh, that's my mom's dad. Okay, okay, yeah, I figured, I figured that. I mean, being in that and stuff. Um, now, like, like you said, right, part of that is is everything, right? Like like uh, um, uh, uh, DMX said, right? Everything is either a blessing or a lesson, right? And, yep. you know, like you had that situation with your dad, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't obviously it wasn't a blessing, but it was definitely a lesson. Right. It taught you all the things that you didn't want um, and you didn't want to be like or try to change and to adapt. Now, I know you said that, too, is that, that that's what helped you drive and to stay away from those things. But what do you think was the biggest thing that you learned from that relationship with your dad? You know, and it was very minimal, but from that situation, what you've seen there and that whole, uh, um, you know, interaction between the two of you, what do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned or that has taught you? Um, I mean, the biggest thing it taught me was all what I didn't want to be. Um, and that's pretty broad there. Um, mm-hmm. I would say though, like the, if I had to narrow it down from that, um, just being around in people's lives that I want to um, have close to me. So like my mother, mm-hmm. I, I, I stay very close with my mom and um, I, we talk almost every single day. Uh, my grandpa, same thing. Talk to him almost every day. And I think communication is huge uh, when it comes to family and when it comes to friends, because after like, a, you know, like a month of not talking to somebody, you you really kind of you might lose some connection so i think the the lack of communication on his part is one of the biggest things i've learned that burns bridges so fast um and i i think that would be one of the mo- most important lessons that I, I learned from uh from my relationship with my father mm. powerful stuff man that, that that is very deep you know communication is key and being there and seeing someone there consistently right and it's it's something that, I, that i've been saying recently um but like you, you may not a kid may not remember all the times you were there for you right for your kids right but they'll never forget the times you weren't you know that leaves a bigger impact you know when you like for me it was that you know i was in in choir i was in in in, in talent shows and all these certain things in baseball and i would look to the crowd and my dad was never there. You know, my mom was there. My sister was there. And those people, you know, we have a great relationship. And, and just my dad just wasn't there. And, um, you know, I kind of understood, I guess, to a certain extent. Because, yeah, we lived in the same house. And he was there. And he provided for me in different ways. And, you know, like I knew he loved me. There was a lot of things that he he did to let me know that he cared. You know, that just showing up to those events just wasn't one of them. Doesn't mean didn't sting a little bit and didn't hurt, you know. But that just wasn't yeah. one of them, you know. So um, the absence definitely speaks volumes, right? And it resonates with a lot of people. And I've seen that it has a lot of the effects, like you said, that's going on with you, right? You you see all the things you don't want. Like, you know, my dad, was, I need to be there. I need to be communicated with the people that I wanted. And sometimes those are the, the hardest lessons to learn. Um, but in, in your case, it's great that you learned them early. Uh, just to see, because now your mentality and where you are is, you know, bounds ahead of your peers, right? And, and it had to mature you a little bit quicker um, than you wanted to. Um, so it has its pros and cons. So I definitely understand that as well. Um, now, uh, I guess part of that just is, which is news to me, like you said, you know, after our conversation and you got back, you had his number and you reached out to him, um, you know, what do you think that you were looking for in making that phone call? Like, what were you expecting to to happen when he picked up? Um, I, for me, it was more. I wanted him to know that I didn't hate him, um, and because I don't, I don't want anyone that I've uh, encountered to think that I hate them as a person, unless you were just a really, really bad person and you've done really bad things. 
Um, but like, I want him to know that even though he wasn't a part of my childhood and, um, knowing that he chose a lot of things that are, aren't, um, that weren't good for him. Like he chose that over being a part of my life that I still, um, want him to know, like I'm doing good. And, uh, he should realize that even though he wasn't there, I, I had other people around that did what he was supposed to do and not kind of like, a, I don't want it to be like a slap in the face for him, but kind of just him realize that like, I wasn't broken just because he, he wasn't a part of my, um, my life. Um, and then also just kind of reconnecting that bridge and having not, not like a, a father and son relationship, but at least like having, having a friend in him and, um, being able to just talk to him and kind of know also that side of the family too. Um, and get to know like the history of our family. Cause I, I don't, I don't know that much about that side of the family. So, uh, it's kind of a mixture of a lot of things, um, wanting to reach out to him and, um, kind of just try to rekindle a little bit. Now, I'm curious to see too, cause I know like, you, you know, it wasn't the, um, the best relationship that you had, uh, and I know it obviously hurts to think, you know, he's going over and choosing these things, like you said, the drugs, the women, the party, and stuff over just being a part of my life, you know, what did I do wrong, and, and, and having those type of feelings. Now, like, something that you said, right, like, you know, you wanted to show him that just because he wasn't in your life, you know, it, it didn't break you. Right, like, and, and I, I feel like that was more for you than for him, right? Like that's, that's that seems like it sounds like, like you wanted to let him know, like, hey, you know what, you may be there, but I still turned out to be a damn good person, and I want to prove that to you. You know, what, what do you think that had anything to play for anything in that, or is it just? Yeah, I, I'd say um, it was for me as well, and also the just not for him being like proud per se, but. I, I guess being proud of like his his son and knowing like the things that I've been doing with my life lately and um just like I, I guess how I was raised so I it it was for me in a way um I I just want him to uh at least in a way be proud um I know that that's that kind of that kind of stings a little bit um just because like a lot of people want uh to make like their parents proud um and i i don't want i don't want to say that i want to make make him proud but um i I would say some of it yeah it is for me too because um even just having that kind of like closure of knowing at least like he just didn't like care at all um or didn't want to know what was going on um yeah sorry it's it's a weird subject no Um, no i mean i think everything that you're saying is absolutely valid you know i I think it is absolutely valid i think and and i wasn't trying to say that to try to take away from you know anything else that you said about that encounter reaching out to your dad right or or feeling that and rekindling things and trying to bend it wasn't to, to to take away from any of that but it's also just a little bit more too right you want to see the full picture like we just said like earlier today right you know being honest with yourself because I I know, like, and it's it, and it's just such a classic scene. It's something to go back to. But again, in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like when he had that, and his dad walked out on him, and 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 you know what he started saying, he you know what I learned how to shoot a basketball, I got really good at. It. I learned how to drive. I learned how to take care of myself. I learned how to be a great dad. And without him, like I learned all these things. So of course, you know that's something that you want to be proud of for yourself because as you see, and I'm sure that has happened with a lot of people who's had in their life. You look around and you see, you know these kids with their dads playing catch at the playground and all these other stuff and then being there and trying to be so intricate in their life and being successful. And you have to learn to do it without that, you know? So it's perfectly valid, like you said, to wonder for yourself to be proud. Like, look what I've become. And, and like, and another thing that you mentioned too, right? You said like, cause you didn't want to take him to take credit for what you become, right? Which is amazing confidence and belief in yourself, which, which I applaud you for. Because you know you're destined for great things, right? Because we've all seen that, you know, the 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 
Like LeBron James, let's just say for example, like we all knew his dad wasn't in his life, right? But now he's like the mecca of a basketball. And a dude shows him yeah. like, yeah, that's my boy. Bro, whoa, bro, slow it down, slow it down. Like I wasn't your boy eighteen years ago. You know what I mean? So don't 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 claim that now. You know. So I definitely understand where you're coming from saying that. Of course, you know you want to be proud. Like look what I've become. You know, I did it without you. No spite to you. You know, but I'm I'm damn proud of who I became and who I made myself out despite. Of where I came from and and what was what people would say would be my destiny, judging me by my parents, right? You know, I was able to overcome and do all that. So big ups on you, and of course, definitely be be proud of yourself. You know, so don't take anything away from that. Um, now, on another part of things like that too, with with situations like yourselves and and, and when their dads aren't there, they, they want to be there and they think about what they want to instill with with their children and their kids and and during that conversation we had that night you know you opened up to me about some some very touching things um you know and I'm, i see you getting a little uh, choked up about it and stuff but you know like for me you know being a dad is a huge deal you know and i know that you've you've uh, come close to that recently and and it just no, it wasn't part of your plan, like you said, right? You know, we weren't really thinking about having kids. I don't think anybody's ever ready to have kids. Um, but when you're faced with that situation and that actually becomes a reality to you, a lot of things change, right? And and and, and you said that too, you know, it really changed you in a lot of different ways. Um, so again, you know, I know it's a touchy subject that I'm glad you, you know, want to open up about that. You know, my condolences to you and, and your family, um, you know, for what happened there. Um, now, as you said that too, you know, before that, and you find out you were going to be a dad, what was that going through your head? Like, what was your initial thought? I, I was, um, at first I, I was very scared. Um, I was very scared because I, you know, like not having my biological father in my life, um, a lot of people kind of use that as excuse to, um, be like, you know, I don't know how to be a dad. Kind of like Will in The Fresh Prince. Right, right. Not father around. He, um, you know, he he wouldn't. I don't know if that was in one of the episodes. Sorry, I, it's been a while. I just watched uh, the new Bel Air, but mm-hmm. um, uh, just having that kind of, I want to say like an excuse, not having your father around, but like having my grandpa in my life and seeing him. He was actually my mom's stepdad. Oh, so wow. he's <laughs> yeah he stepped up so for me i was scared and then I, I had a talk with him about it he was one of the first people to know and um he really helped me he was like no you're you're gonna crush this like you're you're gonna be great at it you know like you there's no way you can mess up everybody's scared in the beginning so i, I was very scared and um but after having that talk i was so excited i i was i was ready i was or as ready as I thought I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was ready to make all the changes I could to be the best person and the best father uh, I could. Yeah. And I'm sure like it was definitely devastating finding out the news. I mean, how, how far along, um, you know, into the pregnancy did you find out that, um, you know, they had a miscarriage? Uh, it was, it was three months. Um, and actually to add on to that too, um, I was in a job that was up in the mountains, uh, so I had no service at all. And my mm-hmm. girlfriend had tried calling me all day. And right when I got service, um, I saw that she had been calling me, so uh, I tried calling her back. I believe she didn't answer. And my mom texted me, and she was like, hey, as soon as you um, – because I parked my car at my house, and I was going to uh, do this job with her, um, my mom's boyfriend. So she told me, as soon as I get to the house, don't come in, don't talk, go straight, straight to your girlfriend's house. Um, so I was worried. I was like, what's going on? Like, I, I couldn't think of like, what, you know, what happened. Um, and yeah, just after that, I I got to her house, my girlfriend's house at the time and I heard the news and uh, I was, I was in shock. <laughs> I was in shock to say the least. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, a whirlwind of emotions to go through, right? You know, not expecting to be a dad to hearing the news and 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 to being that terrified, right? I mean, um, I, I I I was too, you know, when you when you find out that it, like I knew all, like I said, I wanted to be a dad at a very very young age. I knew that, 
And then the moment that I was faced with it, it was um, very, very scary. And, and it still is. I think it impacted me in a lot of different ways because, um, you know, perfect example, right? I'm huge on, on being a provider. And, and that's, that's one of my things is being a man and for your family is like being there to provide for your family. Like whatever they need, getting it done, you know, you got to do it, right? So um, part of it, right, is, is huge, is, is finances. So I had a really great job at the time, and I was making all this money. My daughter's about to be one. I was just getting this, another promotion, and, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to keep working this and, and go up there. And they lay everybody off. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm, 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 I just had my my baby, like I'm my dad now, like I got I got a family, you know what I mean, and I got to provide for that. Now I, I don't know how I'm gonna do that. I'm trying to find a job. I didn't get my college degree at the time, you know, so I just got a high school diploma. And people are asking, as you're seeing, you know what I mean, like you need to have a bachelor's to get paid fifteen. Like it was just minimum. It was just a nightmare, and um. Like it is, like like I said, like we said earlier, it's a blessing or a lesson, right? Like at the moment, I was just so angry and so bitter and just felt like, you know, what did I do to deserve all this just downfall and losing my mind? Because, you know, how am I going to provide for my kid? Like, how am I going to make sure she has diapers and food and, and clothes and, you know, all these necessities and stuff like and And I can't even do that. Like, it's it's nerve wracking. You know, yeah. and it led me to a lot of self-discovery and trying to learn and to adapt and, and find myself. Um, so it really changes everything in your head and in what's going on. And I know, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of my friends that too had a couple of miscarriages and we don't really see it a lot from the guy's perspective because, again, everybody's immediately you know, concerned about, you know, the mom and what's going on and her feelings. And of course it was in her body. And I definitely, definitely understand that not taking anything away from that, but there's also two sides to all of your story, right? You know, there's her side and there's a dad's side. Like you said, you know, being completely excited to coming back and then it just being stripped away from you in an instant. And, and, and it can just even imagine for you being so far away and really unable to do anything. You know, you're just coming in to, essentially pick up the pieces um you know so it's a definitely definitely an emotional thing now for for you um now i know you said that before right you weren't thinking about being a dad you know and all of a sudden this happens and and, and you know you super excited and, and then things turn around for you again um now that you've kind of been in that situation are you more thinking more about being a dad is that like something that if it happens it happens or you know where is your mindset on that right now um, to be completely honest, uh, now that I'm, uh, I, you remember Artemis, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, he's given me partial ownership of this business, and I have other entrepreneurs. Nice. Congratulations, man! Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I have, I have so much planned for the next few years, and like, like you said earlier, no one's ever prepared, and. You, you never know when it's really going to happen um and you can can try to you can try to control it as much as you can to not not have kids um for right now i honestly i just don't want to have kids until my later 20s or even like 30 like i just i want to wait as long as i can um at at first when the miscarriage did happen i i was thinking like you know maybe maybe we could just try again you know like but then at the same time, I was I was thinking, you know, maybe God did this for a reason. Like he knew that I need to have my focus in other places. And I hope that does not sound terrible. But No, no. Um, like we said, we got to find either the lesson or the blessing, right? You know, so, you know, you got to find it wherever you can. Yeah. So I I, I definitely want kids. Like that definitely is going to happen at some point. Um, but I'm going to try to wait it out uh, as to close as I, I, the time that I do want to have kids. Yeah, and I think that, that that's how you said that too. You know, God would have made it happen if it needed to happen. And when it happens, you know, I, 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 for, and I said this before too, you know, thought for a while that I couldn't have kids at all, you know, and that was kind of like a scary thought. And, and, and you know, with me and my wife and with both my children, it wasn't really something like, oh, we're going to have kids, you know, it's going to happen. You know, it just, it happened in our lives, you know, at the time that it did, uh, and it, 
you know, changed us and made us grow and we had to, you know, adapt and seen and really, you know, start questioning some things. Um, and that's probably part of, I think, you know, of that when it happens, right? You have kids, you have to grow up, right? You got to change yours, a whole life, a whole different person, depending on everything that you do, you know, like their entire well-being is up to you. You know, and it's, it's a huge responsibility. So, of course, you got to start thinking things differently and adapting. And I think that's part of, like, where you are now, too, you know, being, a, again, and unfortunately it happened, you know, for you at such an, a young age. I you know you're, like, in your early 20s, you said, right? Like, Yeah, um, 20, 21. So. Right, so very, very early, you know. So, um, but it, 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 it gave you that test, right? Like, you, maybe that's something that you had to have with that conversation with your grandfather of, you know, giving you that confidence that you're going to be a good dad. And like you say, you know, it, a lot of people think, uh, make being a good dad overly complicated, right? Yeah. Being a good dad is not complicated at all. It's not hard. You know, it doesn't take years of training. You don't need to read a billion books. You don't need to do all this. You need to do one thing and one thing only. And that's show up. Show up every single day. That's it. Just okay. be there every single day. Show up. Try. You're going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be perfect. You know, there's like, you know, getting a little emotional here, like with, with my daughter, right? You know, I'm with her like every day as much as I can. You know, I make a mistake. I tell her, hey, babe, I'm sorry. Like I made a mistake. I didn't mean to. Just like, you know, she looks at me and says, it's okay, dad. You know, I, you don't need to say I apologize. I know it wasn't, you know, but it's, you just got to be there. That's it. Like just be there. You know, that means so much more, so much that that a lot of people don't understand. So again, I reiterate that, man. Being being a dad is not difficult, is not is not complicated at all. All you gotta do is just show up and everything will fall into place. You get to learn your kids. They're gonna be different. You get to adapt, see what they like. You learn, try to figure it out, guide them the best you can, and that's it. That's it. That's all you can do. That's all you need to do is just show up. You know, so um you're gonna be great, right? Like you have those examples, you've seen that going in there, you know, you, you have a wonderful mind on your shoulders. Like you say, you know, you got you're very young, so you got a lot of time to think about that and, and get your things in order and and, and, and situate yourself. Um but it's 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 true. Like yeah, I know everybody has this vision, like, oh I want to wait until I'm making X amount of money or I have this set up or I have this in a row or this It's gonna happen when it's gonna happen, when you least expect it's gonna happen. You know, yeah. so just just be ready. But oh, yeah. as long as you do that, just just show up, you'll be all right. You know what I mean? Like but, you'll be all right. Um, you know, uh, and we winded down here, man. And and again, it's just been and an amazing. It's just, it's just so great talking to you, bro. Like I don't know what it is. It's just so easy and it's just so fluid, man. And, and I appreciate you again, just being so honest and touching these things. So, um, you know, as we winded down here, I got I got two more questions for you. So, um. As you've been growing up and things that you've been experiencing and stuff, um, you know, matter of fact, hold on, I'm going to backtrack this and I'm going to keep this a little bit longer, right? Because part of that conversation that we had here, right, you said, and I'm putting you on the spot now that you wanted to do a podcast, right? And that was something that's just going to work out and work on and give back in. And one of the things that I told you, right, was just get started, right? Don't wait for being perfection, go out there, learn to make mistakes, and then we got to figure things out a little bit. So... Where are we with that, and when can, how soon can we expect uh, your podcast out there? Um, so it has been a really busy last couple of weeks, and I'm not even trying to just make excuses. I um, hear you, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's just been hectic. Um, I was even thinking about just doing it tomorrow morning. I was thinking about doing Sunday mornings uh, while I have my coffee and just doing the podcast and then. Cause that's like, that's my time where like I almost meditate. Um, and I feel like that would just be perfect. Just my Sunday mornings, most of my Sunday mornings aren't busy. Um, so possibly either tomorrow morning or, um, this upcoming Sunday, one of the two, I'm going to just do it because I need to that's do it. it. <laughs> just pick one and do it. Like, what do you, what do you got in mind? Like, what can we expect from listening to your show? 
Um, I'm just going to go over, like, I'm going to reflect over my week. Um, I'd like to have guests on there. I, of course, I'd love to have you on there at some point. Just call me. Um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, I, I, yeah, I, I just, I want to, I want to have a, a variety of things, but mostly just kind of, um, people's perspectives when i have people on like i want their perspectives on life and like what what their life um means to them and like what's their life meaning i guess you would say um and then also talking about like business and uh entrepreneurs because i i don't i don't know why but i just i've always had a fascination with entrepreneurs my whole life and now that i i am one too it's crazy to me because I, I didn't ever thought i'd get to a point where i, I could say i'm an entrepreneur um so it, it's going to be a variety of a lot of things but I, I think the biggest thing is just people's perspective because i love seeing other people's perspective on things uh, i'm with you man that's all we have in common man because that's, that's the reason why i do this just seeing different people's insight and, and life and what they've been through and what's going on because it's it's so unique, right? Everybody is different. Everybody's gonna react something different, have different thoughts, opinion, views, options, and it's 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 marvelous to me. Like I'm 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 just mesmerized by it. You know, I, I love to know what what's going on with people in their minds, and and and, and it's something that like somebody brought up to me last last at, at the conference. You know, about being a psychologist or getting into that, and it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm I gotta consider and get into. It's one of the things that I wanted when I was younger. Um, and it just falls into place here because I just love talking to people and doing that. So I think like just that too, right? Just get started. Just do something, you know, as, as you go through it, you'll, you'll feel it out and get to see where you are and you'll find something that, that you'll run with. But it's just, just go out there and taking action. It's part of one of the things that I talked to last week with Ben John on my show um, that we met at the conference too. He was just saying that, right? Just massive action, going out there and just doing something and, and learning and then just going with it as long as you're moving you're 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 making progress right so yeah. slow motion is better than no motion right that's what they say so um let's go out there and do it man i motivate you and, and help you out any comments questions that you have on it please don't hesitate to ask man i'm here for you bro the moment you want me on your show i'm there just just say the word bro you know and uh, we can make me we can make that happen um so yeah so now 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 that we got that out of the way um now i can come down to my two last questions there for you right so with everything that you've been through, your different experiences and stuff like that, and then people that you had in your life, right? Um, what do you think has been the best advice that you've received? Oh man, the best advice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I think the best advice that I've ever received is do what makes you happy. And that's one that really has hit me hard the last um, the last year, because uh, I've gone through a lot of depression. Um, even the, like a couple weeks ago, I, I was going through a really bad spout of depression. But just you know, being happy like that—that's that's what life's about. It's just being happy. So just finding what makes you happy and sticking with those things, unless they're they're harmful. Um, and you probably shouldn't be doing that, even if it does make you happy. Um, but yeah, I, I think the best advice I've, I've ever gotten is do what makes you happy. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. A lot of times that we pass up on things, right? We delay, we procrastinate, we try to focus on doing other things that we, we do want to do. Um, and we don't. Uh, you know, as you said, we don't know. We don't Listen, everything has been happening over these weeks, right? Like, look at this, what's going on in this world. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow morning, right? At all. None of us. None of us know what's going to happen. So, to not take the moment to do something that you want to do or something that's going to make you happy, um, why? Right? Why? I mean, other other people are doing it, right? We flip on Instagram and we see thousands and millions of people living a best life and doing something that 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 they feel is exciting. Why not you? You know, why not treat yourself? Um, and that that by by not taking care of yourself, and that's something that that we all can see during this pandemic and all this that's going on. It'll lead to depression, anxiety, right? You, you just you know, once you lose self love. 
you're lost, man. Like you, you got nothing else to live. You got nothing else motivating you or pushing you forward. If you can't even care enough about yourself to do what you need to do to make you feel good and, and make you happy, uh, because again, like you say, we can say nothing. Nothing's ever promised, right? So, um, go out there, live your best life, be happy. Um, I, I've always said this. I have this saying. Um, you know, I, I don't like to. Hold on to any negativity or be sad or be angry or anything like that because every second, every moment you are unhappy, depressed, miserable, complaining or sad is a moment of happiness you're never going to get back. That's that's proof. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I try to limit those as much as you uh, possibly can. We're people, right? We're human. Things are going to happen. We're going to snake. We're going to, we're going to, you know, I've seen this thing, right? I don't know. Again, I can't believe everything you've seen on the internet, but it'll be interesting if it is true. But it says like actual sadness and pain last really 12 minutes. Anything longer than that is self-inflicted. Yeah. You know, so, so I'll give you 10 minutes, 12 minutes tops. Get yourself together and move on, right? Because, you know, if you're continue, you can sit there and dwell about something or complain about a problem and kick rocks as much as you want, but it's not going to change what's going on at the moment, right? Unless you're actually doing something to address the issue. So, yeah, yeah it goes back to, like you say, I do what makes you happy. You know, life is too short. You know, you don't want to look back and, and regret that call and think of all the coulda, shoulda, wouldas. You know what I mean? Like, just do it, and then wherever the chips fall, at least you could say you did it and move on with your life, and then take that off your bucket list, right? If that's what you want to do. Um, so, so definitely great piece of advice, right? Do what makes you happy. Something that told you was a big piece of advice for you. Um, so now that you've gone through life, right, and you had some experiences, and you hit some bumps in the road and stuff like that, um, if you had to look back at the younger generation, right, and kids coming up, what is a piece of advice you would give them? I honestly would pass down the same advice. Do what makes you happy. Um, because I, I mean, that can go in so many different ways too. Like, I, I, cause I'm not even just talking about work. Like mm-hmm. what do you do after you, you, you get home from work? Like, right. don't, wouldn't you rather be doing that than, um, you know, dwelling on things or, you know, like trying to make yourself, um, feel or look better to other people um just doing what makes you happy and focusing on that and i think the uh generation that is coming up i think that would be great advice for them too because so many of them want to do um like you know you see them wanting to do streaming you know like you don't have to make money off of it but you know just keep doing that and then maybe eventually one day you will or you have um, a lot of a lot of my generation too, but a lot of the uh, younger generation uh, I see coming up, they they don't want to do music or they you know they want to write books or what what have you, and just doing what makes you happy. I think that that's some advice that anyone could really take, um, and I think especially the younger generation of having um, having some good influences. And having some really bad influences around, like they, just knowing that if you just do what makes you happy, like your life is just going to be so much better. And also, I think also something that I could go with that, uh, if I had to give them another piece of advice, is not care what other people think, because that is huge in this age with the social media and, uh, you know, like just. Even at school, I mean, well, I mean, I think anyone that went to school, you were trying to impress all the girls or uh, just impre- trying to impress your friends. Like, you know, you get that new pair of Jordans and uh, you, f- you feel on top of the world. But is is it really the, the pair of shoes you wanted? And, um, you know, like it, it's just it, it all comes back to happiness. What do what makes you happy? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. Like, you know, it's funny how you say that because a lot of people go out and they buy their kids, you know, their toddlers, like these Jordans, and they're expensive, man, like 60, 70 a pop for those shoes that they're going to grow out in like a couple of weeks. Like, they, they, you know, the kids grow like weeds, man. 
and, and it's 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 not so much for the kid because I guarantee you they ain't never ever seen Michael Jordan play a game of basketball. <laughs> I mean, like they've never <laughs> watched him fly through the year once to be rocking his shoes. But they know who Mickey Mouse is and Spider Man, and, and you know what I mean. Like, so why not go get him those shoes? You know what I mean. Like, I bought my kid; he loves Mickey Mouse. Man, I bought him some ten dollar Mickey Mouse shoes from Walmart, and he loves those things, and he he knows who Mickey Mouse is. You know, so it's just that to be happy. You know, and I'm not trying to live it and impress other people or make it look like that. You know, a lot of that I went through that. You know, trying to you know please everybody and put on a performance for those, and it just made me lose so much of myself, you know, that I was unrecognizable when I looked in the mirror. You know, I didn't even know what was up and like do I really enjoy this or what's that and and, and you know, because I, I, I started to I was relying so much on what other people's opinions were, you know, constantly about everything. Um and then I, I came across this quote and I love this quote by 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 Winston Churchill, but he says, you know, in your twenties you worry that everybody's talking about you, right? In your 40s, you stop caring what people are saying. And in your 60s, you realize that nobody was thinking about you in the first place. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. the sooner you realize that mentality, you good, right? Because you don't allow anybody else to live in your head. That's just one thing that with my kids and my daughter that, that I, I try to instill in them is like, don't let anyone else control your emotions. I don't want to hear that so-and-so made you sad or that that person made you angry or that this, like, don't let anybody control your emotions or your feelings. Because if they do that, they got you, you know, and that's yeah. not going to be you. You need to master your emotions and master your feelings so that nobody on the outside can affect what is happening on the inside of you. You know, yeah. so that goes into like what you said, right? Don't don't let what people think or say or what goes on because a lot of people say that because they are it really and, and it sounds so cliche, but as you get older, it really is the truth. It's just it's out of jealousy, right? They just don't want to see you. They're unhappy that they can't do it. They 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 it's, it's abnormal to them, so they got to put everybody else down. It's got nothing to do with you as a person, nothing. You know exactly. What I mean? So nobody knows your limitations and stuff like that, but you. So. The moment you do that, you, you got, like you said, just just master your feelings, master your emotions. Don't let what other people think or say impact what you want to do. And like you just said, man, just do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy and you'll be good. Life is that simple, right? Yeah. That, it, it, yeah. Man, <laughs> this is great. This is This is really good. Yeah, man. So definitely, man. Like I, you know, as I always am, I'm definitely respectful by his time as we coming up here and we winding down. And I appreciate you, 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 you know, coming on the show. And I'll definitely, man, have you back multiple times. There's just so much more that, you know, I would like to talk to you about and get more in depth um, with you about certain topics. So we can definitely do that at a later time if you up for it. Um, but again, man, thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm. Not- I mean, as you can see, I haven't stopped smiling the whole time. So I'm, I'm really happy that you had me come on and definitely want to come on again. And I definitely having you on, on, on my podcast as, as soon as I start, which hopefully tomorrow morning, hopefully tomorrow morning, I'll get that started. Let's make it happen, man. Let's make it happen, man. So again, I thank you. I appreciate you, man. I wish you nothing but success. Um, and like I said, anything that I can do to help you, please don't hesitate to ask me. I'm just a phone call away, man. Just text me. I know you out there, uh, you know, we're on the other side of the country right now. But um, like you said, man, with technology and things like this, man, is like you said, just pick up your phone and that's it. I'm just a dial away. All right. All right. And same to you. Anything, anything you need, just just send me a text. Even give me a call. Give me a call anytime. I know we're, we're three hours apart. So, you know, for me, just just. Don't call at 6 o'clock in the morning because I'm not going to be awake. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I got you. Well, I appreciate you again so much, man. Thank you so much for spending time with me. And everybody, as I always say, man, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everybody. There we go. All right. Peace out.